0: Uh, you entrepreneurs. Uh, today, uh, we're going to be doing a, a rebroadcast. So I haven't done one of these, but I've been doing the podcast for about a year now. thought we'd uh, rebroadcast some of our, our earlier episodes. Uh, so today we have uh, Michael Simpson. He is an artist. He's uh, done work uh, for some famous uh, actresses, models, artists, if uh, you live in the L.A. area and you've kind of walked the, uh, the markets, you might have seen him. Uh, you might have seen his product if you're on Instagram. But, yeah, take a listen. Uh, please subscribe. And, of course, tell your friends welcome to the road to growth success of an entrepreneur we've raised the bar learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success i'm gonna show you how great i am it's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the enriquez group Realtor turf right, so we are here with uh the owner the mind everything behind the writings for michael Oof. <laughs> that's a my? lot man. I'm, do- I'm doing
1: well man i, I appreciate the humble uh introduction man is this is the first podcast that I've done um, yeah first podcast first talk first I guess saying anything
0: well you you tell your you tell your story through all your art and if, if people don't know listening uh, take a look at his art they can find it you mean uh, writings for Michael on dot com Instagram yeah. dot com or whatever it might be but like each piece has a story of you on there right definitely so this is this is just another platform to tell your story
1: on a, a wider margin Definitely. Tell your story and also connect with others. Yeah. I think um, the greatest thing about art is it's a way to tell your story, but also connect with other people. Hmm. Um, we said the website was a way to see my work, but the best way to see the work is going to the trading post, which is a flea market. Okay. Regular flea market, foot traffic between three 4,000 people a Sunday. Oh, wow. And this is how I initially got the, I guess, the platform and just the awareness to say, it's bigger than myself, Right, It's bigger than just me as a person. This is like a world connection. Black, white, Asian, Indian. It don't matter what ethnicity, race, gender. We're all connected in some type of facet. Yeah, And um, that's what I'm truly focused on right now. Just the connectivity and how we can bring problems and solutions and, and, and mend them together. So
0: where did this come from?
1: Where was this idea to become an artist? Was it one day just like, grew up saying, you know what, I'm going to be an artist? Let's rock and roll. So I went to school at St. Joe's University. St. Joe's High School, which is a Catholic high school, all boys, predominantly all white school, right? And my jump from eighth grade to ninth grade, which was middle school, eighth grade, and going from ninth grade to high school, that was like my first risk factor, right? I had to get away from the school I was going to, which is a public school, Franklin High School, um, to St. Joe's High School, which is an all boys school. I had to apply, you know, I went for basketball, Predominantly basketball, and it was more of like I did this because I was an athlete at the time, right? And that kind of made ways for me to open up artistically because I wasn't playing all the time, mm-hmm. right? If you wasn't getting playing time, right? You you got to find other ways to fill your your purpose, passion, right? And that was always writing poetry, um designing. I was just writing sketches and small shit like that in my books, and it became almost like a fun thing. I love clothes, I love fashion, I love. Getting fly, you know, having the new Jordan. So that was like the world um, that I was creating within my own self. So do you, did you have style at that age or was it more of like, what's he wearing today? Impeccable style, man. <laughs> Shout out to my <laughs> pops, man. No, for real. Uh, this this is more of like, I, I love fashion, man. Okay. I loved, I grew up on guys like, you know, Diddy, J, right? These yeah. guys, more hip-hop artists. Yeah. And those are our bigger heroes, right? Yeah. Besides Martin the King, Malcolm X, these, these yeah. big huge figures okay. but there was no painter me growing up to say i want to be like that yeah there, i just didn't see it I, I didn't have the vision of seeing a painter or that it was even possible or design uh it, it really became once i got to patient university college that i saw that this is maybe a possibility to be an artist get paid for it and still be creative and have fun with your vocation so what was, what was that first step to, like, actually
0: say, okay, I'm going to just go for it, be an artist?
1: My junior year of high school? Yeah. Going into senior year? Yeah. I got pretty hurt. Oh. I think I had a, a sprain angle. Okay. So it left me out of playing season ball, oh. Farsi. So I was still on the team, but I wasn't playing ball. Oh. I then got a job from my mom at the time working for, I think, Verizon sales, door-to-door sales. Yeah. I was a beast. I loved it. I got to meet people. I got to be in front of people. I got to jib, jab, talk, connect with deals. It became like a new world, a business. Oh. And that was something how I saw myself at a younger age, just a business world. You,
0: were you scared at all by door knocking? I know some people, like, I even talk to people where they're just kind of scared of door knocking and that unknown or that, that ideal failure behind every door.
1: I think the no definitely is scary at first. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, man. That hearing no is like, damn. He's so aggressive, too, man. Kinda, you know, it. <laughs> yeah. you could have just said, no, thank you. But, you know, but the no was a little more aggressive. But I think what helped me was my father, man. I worked for my dad at a young age in a restaurant. So getting used to just, like, the rejection was something that wasn't hard. Mm. Um I think it came pretty natural. So hearing no led me to getting more yeses, okay. right? Yeah. It takes a few nos to get a yes right I mean, they get you're one I step may, closer that you're yes. one step closer right that's, that's a quote right there, right <laughs> you're one step closer. so hearing it was like it, I became fueled like, all right, you may say no, but the next door, the next lady next guy may say yes, yeah. so um that became fueled, and uh once it was you are your own pretty much destinator, like it's a hundred percent commission, you gotta you you gotta gotta get out there and get it, be yeah. gritty, you hustle, so I took that same basketball mentality and flipped it to an artist kind of uh just striving on his own almost so do you remember that first piece that you actually sold so we're jumping up a couple years now okay okay. from high school to college i went to Pace university new york school downtown manhattan which Mm -hmm. was a dope experience right school didn't work out for me um i did about a year and a half once the first semester kind of like of sophomore year kind of got rolling out I knew this was like, I'm, I'm I'm wasting some cash here. You know, mom's hitting me like, you know, you got D's right now, C's, like, this. you wasting the bank right now. We're not, we're not, I don't come from a, a wealthy family at all. Yeah. You know, this is like, you, you, you're it, fucking up. What, yeah. What's up? They strive to, like, get you in there, and now you're... No, for real, big. you know, and um, I'm over here just taking it away. So, that, that right there in itself was the first drop in a hat, like, I need to just drop this and continue what i'm doing now at that time it was writing poetry making beats and rapping mm. right that was my thing having the mic in the hand and just being pretty much in order right i loved it all right getting on stage i loved it creating uh, with whether the videographers uh beat makers it just the creation made whether it was Reggae music, whether it was, like, hip-hop music. I just loved music, and I loved hearing it, and I loved creating things. So that was the first, I can't say piece I sold, but piece I put out. Mm. You know, I put projects out. Yeah. So it wasn't about money at first because at, when you first started, it's like no one's paying you for your bullshit.
0: You just want someone to say. Someone's to hear it. Yeah. It's good, right? going to good.
1: For me, that was social currency was better. I was like, I just want to hear it. it's good. you yeah. listening to it. So for me, that was the currency was they're listening to it. It's in your iPad, iPod. And you can go back to it and you're telling people about it. That was the, the gist factor. You're coming to a show, you know, those were things that I was getting hyped about. So, how long did it
0: take you to say, maybe my stuff is actually good? Maybe what I'm doing is something that people want to hear?
1: I, I felt my music was good. I don't know if it reached its full potential. Okay. For me, there's a book called The Dip by okay. Seth Godin or Seth Godin. Okay. It talks about quitting or sticking. With that, I had to quit it, right? There's certain things in life where if it ain't getting past a certain limit, quit it. Quit while you're at yeah. Don't quit the whole passion. Just quit the method. So I didn't never stop writing. I always wrote. I continued writing. I just now, maybe I'm not a, a rapper. I'm not an artist. That's not me, yeah. right? I'm more of an author. I started working on poetry. And the poetry led me to do more paintings like i can paint this so i feel like it was like almost an evolution thing
0: we talked about it before we got on yeah you gotta tell me talk, talk about the book right here yeah so definitely the woman you're with right now correct you knew her since you said eighth grade right
1: to eighth grade eighth grade i think we were 13
0: and two years you basically put a kind of book together that
1: it sounds crazy hearing it too or hearing it back oh, it's, man, it's, it's um a story. so I worked at Apple in Georgia, right? I think that was 2014. I got that job, which I was happy as hell because I felt like once I got out of college, this was like a restart. Mm. Like I got to get a restructural path. It was for Apple. I'm like, damn, this is. I, I'm coming back. Hey, this is this is the way to come back. You know, you ever get that opportunity? It's like this is a fresh start. Yeah, generally a fresh start. So, as I was working for Apple, I was diligently working, trying to go high in the ranks, right, and, and just kind of become a manager or expert whatever the whatever the position was. I wanted to become it. Mm. But at the same time, I was also working on beats and writing poetry. I wrote poetry all the time. I'm a big Langston Hughes fan, big David Bukowski fan. I love poetry. Yeah. It's a language of love, it generally is. So I started working at Georgia in Cumberland Mall. I got transferred to Georgia to California, which is 3rd promenade. So the first six months I worked for Apple, I transferred myself, I got transferred, and that was for just moving purposes. I wanted a, I wanted a new fresh start, I wanted a new journey, California was it once I got to California I then began started writing more in the tense where like I can kind of put this together but it wasn't there yet mm. I used Instagram as my book right I was just putting out yeah pages pages a day then I got this like almost I guess subconsciously so like I'm just like a, I'm only on Instagram right now I, I need, I need to I need to get a book together so that I kind of put the thing in my mind like let me just put each page aside and within a year's time, I put a page, two pages together, 10 pages together, 50 pages together. Before you know it, I had about 200 pages worth of content hmm. of poetry that I hadn't released. Yeah. So I said, this is the book. This is, this is what I'm gonna work on. And this is the way I'm gonna come out as another artist, just like an author. But within that, I started doing projects like the Polar Written Poetry Project was, I went around Santa Monica at my lunch breaks, only one hour, right? So I had the, the Santa Monica Pier, so gorgeous view and I took my Polaroid camera out and I had four canvases I had painted on with different things. One was about spirituality, one was about love, one was about fear, and one was about vision. And I went around just to random people say, look, hey sir, hey, Vinny, you mind uh, picking a canvas for me? All right. The canvas you pick, when you resonate with, you're gonna take a picture with that. On the back of the Polaroid, you're gonna write a poem. I did that for about three, four months All and right. I called it the Polaroid and Poetry Project. So that was the first, like just wanting to be near people and like connect like does this resonate with you you know i'm i'm, I'm assuming
0: not everyone said yes to take my picture other people will probably you get those nose again from the door knocking right yeah it
1: goes right circles back to life right i got those nose i got those i got those like yo i ain't really into that and i'm yeah. like okay it, it don't matter we're going to find next person like, who is into it so uh, it became like this hunger thing i've collected over 100 polaroids of people holding different canvas. And the great thing about it is they're all different ethnicities, all different genders, right? They all believe in different things, but they have a common denominator mm. is that that quote. Yeah. So that that was like the the first catalyst to Ryan Michael as far as like each piece is connected. And then once I kinda got finished with that project, I put the book out. Yeah. Amazon, shout out to Amazon. And I put the book on Amazon, self publish it. Then I had hard copies. How do you
0: know how to write a book? Google. Google,
1: okay. Google. Yeah. I was finding ways how to get the ISBN number, um, how to publish it, how to format it together, hitting different uh, publishing companies to distribute it. I got knocked down a couple times. I hit a couple big companies, ignored me, right? So I said, man, I'm putting this shit out of my damn self. All right, I'm going to have hard copies. I'm going to go out to the Trading Post, which is a flea market for regular artisans and vendors. I sold the book myself. So that was like another step of. Sometimes you don't need anything or, or anyone to, to push start you. You got to push start yourself first.
0: How did you know? Like, this is something that I, is always intriguing for me when I talk to artists. Yeah. Is to know the value of your work. Because we, we all have to try to figure out the value that we offer, right? As a person. Yeah. And so the same thing for you. Like, because your, your pieces mean a lot to you. So you have to figure out what that piece is going to mean to someone else. Yeah. So how did you come across that number, that pricing?
1: That's hard. And sometimes I feel like you're going to take peanuts first starting mm. off just because you want the piece to get out there yeah it's bigger than just a dollar amount at first i think the most important was the value right do you value this piece like you may not have enough cash to buy a piece it's like a key comes up yo i don't got no money right now i just love the work first starting off i'll probably gave that piece to him yeah you know because it, it wasn't about the dollar amount it, it was truly about do you like this piece and will you share it mm, yeah right i just want to make more I wanted enough cash just to make more product yeah it wasn't about can I get 10 50 X amount of dollars for this it was truly about and it still is getting the piece to a person who really values that piece that's the greatest currency that's the greatest joy you know that that's where it, it it takes away dollar I just need enough money to pay the bills right get some more canvas paints and brushes. And continue on so you had the book and then what was next so after the book i started i'm like damn you're like the highest gone, right once you kind of get your you get your muscles right you're like <laughs> all right I, what's next right yeah, yeah. so i started doing challenges like let me put the pages of the book or let me write little nuances of the book on jackets and that kind of became like i want to promote it like you got to be your own marketing machine so i started using jackets as almost a book so i started doing three four jackets I had one of my friends from Apple, shout out to Alicia, who did some photo shoots and just um, used people around me, my peers at the time, and still to this day, to promote it, you know? Yo, yo, Vinny, I need to do a photo shoot, man. I got, I got my jackets. Would you mind, please, just do a quick little photo shoot. You can keep the photos for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, Instagram is huge, so content is big, right? Who doesn't yeah. want photos? Yeah. And I was big into photography at the time, still am, and I had my T3I Rebel, which my lady had brought for me at the time. And I used that just to kind of be creative. So I was like mixing everything, photos, poetry, jackets. And then I got into shirts. I started designing shirts, bleaching them, cutting them and kind of making them real distressed and just, I guess, ugly, quote unquote, say yeah. just misfit almost. And um, it became like this thing where got this multimedia thing where you're a writer, you're a painter. I mean, it's all in one. I don't know what it is. It's just creating just juggling
0: a lot of hats right there.
1: You're juggling an axe and I guess you, you could say the quote what is it called? Uh, uh master of none what, what is it actually called? Oh, I don't know but i say, Jack say like, all trades, Jack master of, trade of none. none. Yeah. You got to be you have to have a few trades, yeah. right? And you have to master them all together. That's the that's the mastery, right? Is putting them all together. So so you've worked with some fairly big names out there. How did that come across? Like how was that like was it just
0: word of mouth like the idea of getting your piece out there, someone solid or
1: Well, I think the trading post, I owe a lot of success to the trading post. Just a lot of foot traffic. A lot of dope individuals go through the Melrose Market. Um, Once I had quit my job at Apple, I had literally just said finito, right? I had got a inquiry, a DM message to get a jacket. This was the last day I came to Apple too. Had an inquiry in my DM to get a jacket I made that jacket that same day, that same night. Ended up handing it to her the same day. I think I had a lunch break. I had kind of made up a story like, I don't feel too well. I'm not like, I need to take a, I need to get off work. I got off work. I just never came back. Oh, dang. And that was it. That was really it. <laughs> that was really it. That <laughs> was really it. I said, at least say to say, like, that was exactly how I went. I literally did not come back after that. The month from that day, I met Angela Arts, who was the VP at Apple at the time, at the trading post. Her daughter, Angela, was shopping um, and looking at these pieces. Her mama looked up. That's Angela. This is Angela from Apple. I've seen her every day on, like, our meetings. Yeah. This is, like, really happening right now. So that was, like, the first thing that actually happened in real time where I'm like, damn, I just quit my job at Apple. I see you. you You're, like... Apple Apple, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I was a huge fan, slash just like this is a mentor here. Um, she put a course in my life where she she said, I love what you're doing, you know. Would you wanna create a jacket for Will I Am? You know, he's doing a a re a relaunch of the song um, Where's the Love? So I did a jacket Where's the Love and that was the first I guess figure yeah. doing a jacket for. You know, I got to go to the studio and see, wow, this is this is real.
0: So the connection was through the the head up on Apple. She was, was the one. Well, wow, so, you, so you worked at Apple and that, it's, it's some kind of synergy. It's like universe I'm telling fire. you, man, it's
1: it, that. And that's where it, that's where the story has the magic. And it's just like dropping everything on a dime. Yeah. Have faith and let it come together. But um, right there, we have that thing on the, the wall here—the the to-do list: nine, That's when I had finished Will's jacket, Will I am here? Yeah? yeah. Finish, uh, put intense pulse, which is the book title. Yeah. Um, send email images of Will's jacket to Angela. All right. Um, so th- this day was a memorable day. My lady actually wrote that to-do list, and this was like, this shit is happening. Anyone listening out there?
0: Yeah, he just showed a list that he has up on his uh, in his work studio right yeah. here, of uh, all the different
1: kind of to-do list and that was what september 6 2016 yeah and i thought i had a lot to do then right and now it's like nothing well, <laughs> well now now it's, it's calmed down as far as name wise but like now it's more operational stuff and yeah. but i always keep that because that's like that was like the start of like you felt you yeah i really felt i was um this is this is who i am yeah right that was like i'm getting it's like introduction so i keep that almost like a reminder like you can't stop well, take a look at uh,
0: my Instagram. I'll have this uh, posted, Road to Growth. I'll have this posted on there so you can take a look at Dope. that from uh, 2016. So talk about some of kind of the hurdles you've had to overcome. I know the at a young age, the idea of rejection, door knocking. I know for a lot of people, that's a bigger hurdle. Yeah. I talk about getting that no, but that made you stronger. Yeah. But what are some of, like, for yourself, How you thought about like some of the hurdles you've had to
1: overcome? I think one of the hurdles through the story was, like, quitting the job. Like, yeah. all right, you quit a job, but now where the hell are you going to pay your, your rent at? Yeah. Like, shit don't just come out of trees, all right? I'm not hitting up mom. Like, yo, I need to rent money. i not hitting up pops. It, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So I had to find a way to be resourceful, but also make money in the process of trying to be creative. Yeah. Like, those two things are hard. Because when you just go for money, right, or if I'm just hustling with this, you lose the sense of the true passion. And yeah. You lose the sense of meaning. If I just do meaning, right, I had no way to pay a bill. So where's that happy meeting we can find to be creative? So I think the trading post allowed me to vend every week, right? Still put out product and test out little samples and test out things, different canvases and different type of designs, but still be able to be resourceful to businessman. And uh, that's something I had to learn as far as, look, you may not have everything. There's times when I've had eviction notice the door, right? Like literally. So those struggles in itself where... You don't have everything together. It's not like you, you quit your job and you are just like it's done. Yeah. That is the hurdle. You know, that was the hurdle.
0: Makes you stronger. It makes
1: you that you don't want that eviction notice again. Like I'm not gonna be that person again. Got it a few times. <laughs> yeah. Getting your car towed. You know, things that happen and like, damn, why the fuck? Like this is the wrong timing, right? But then at that same time you would have a project, you know, for a certain artist, right? Or or for a certain company. So you're like, All right, there's something here right there's something here if you could look at
0: maybe your younger self that the person you know on the bench you know maybe that eighth ninth grade or whatever or maybe even a another artist kind of what kind of advice would you give
1: i think attitude is important how you wake up because um, it's bigger than just like the resources sometimes too it's like what are you willing to believe if you don't have the resources right what what are you willing to believe as far as your attitude all right you're gonna come into it like You know fuck this person fuck this person because he has this and no don't worry about what he or she has you have something in your in in your in your palate that can achieve you something right for me it was the market it was like look there's good people here there's foot traffic utilize something in market now a lot of people don't have the pride or have too much pride to stay there a week right it's outside it's outside vending i'm used to this right my father had me outside vending since young so it was like being outside was something that i didn't mind Right. I didn't mind being out there from nine to five. And there were some days not, Vinny, not even making anything. Like, bro, like seriously, coming home with not making a dime. But there was still like, I met someone. There was, might be a connection here. You know? So you take relationships, and that's the currency, not the money. Right? It, sometimes it's way bigger than money. It's like, what's the relationship? What's the positioning? And what do you value? Some of the relationships you, you, that happened maybe a year ago, two years ago, whatever, you don't even think about it. And then it pops up later on in life. And you're like, wow, pops up. that worked. All right? and that's why I say good attitude is important because if you come around bad, good people with bad attitude, ah, this, and you seem ungrateful, it's like no one wants to be around ungrateful man. I, I I'm, come on, seriously. Oh yeah. You know, so I think the good attitude was like you know, whether you're rich or poor, whether you have ten dollars or ten thousand, doesn't matter what you have in your pocket, or it's like you always have a good attitude. That is currency, right? Your attitude is currency. Positivity is currency. That's how we get through the day. So, for me, I'm in a good mood a lot of the times. Sometimes I'm in a bad mood, but it's not what I'm in. It's what I show and it's what I exude out. So, for me, it was always just stay positive. Like God has you, right? You have your faith. Just stay strong and just stay active. I mean, though, the attitude is is truly important. Well, well,
0: like we talked about before the podcast started, it's it's like that idea. And I remember I butcher all these quotes like that, but yeah. the idea is that like it, it's. It's not what your life is but is how you perceive your life to be mm. you
1: know what i mean that's really the extent of it like you I mean you're you, you can go third overseas man like you said no shoes barely have a house together still happy yeah still happy still smiling still still feel that gratitude and and we're the tourists going over there like you know like we, it's hot out here it is like yeah man. you know you, you, you relax you know so yeah. this is things are just that perspective is everything and, yeah. and and just truly be grateful for the day so so um what's next what's next for you i think what's next is like right now currently is just trying to develop the operations where they're seamless um it's been growing pains like with this getting this studio together right making out space like putting different racks in here to be more organized and be more seamless putting the right team together um getting the right content out trying to just almost do what you've been doing the first two first year but just amping it up a little bit right and um finding that flow right finding that flow because within the process you kind of get insane a little bit right you're like you're doing this right what's what is coming out of it and you don't really see your results until you take a step out yeah you know so it's good to like travel whether it's different town different state different country the more you can travel and see your outside self is important because oh, yeah. i got to see like damn i'm not doing this correct i need to i need to make this switch um and focus on things that like that you have so mtp is something that i take pride in man we we love the Mills trading both that's something like we see different type of groups of people every day or every sunday it's something where you can find family right you can find your almost uh trinkets of uh in your apartment it, it it goes deeper than just being at a market and buying things you're buying things that people have made through their hands right this this is like almost
0: uh you know what Anyone listening to this podcast, if you're living in LA or you're close enough, you need to go to the Trading Professional. You got to get excited about this, man.
1: <laughs> I would go not even if I was there. That's how it started going, right? Uh-huh. You, you go as almost a consumer first, or just yeah. like a, a fan of like, this creation, you are know? You, are you still there every Sunday? I'm there every Sunday. Now, we do miss some Sundays, obviously, yeah. travel or just can't make it yeah. that day, but we try to be there consistently. That's our store. Yeah. So in um, L.A., is, uh, overhead is extremely high, so storefront space is, is out of our range now, mm-hmm. but our storefront is the MTP. Right. So we utilize that as a storefront. We're open from 9 to 5 on Sundays, right? All those funds go back to the school to fund the arts program. So it, it has its own, every facet, every angle you look at has some type of positives to it. So
0: what's uh, if someone's listening right now, they want to basically purchase your pieces? What's the best platform to go to? What's the best platform to get in contact?
1: So if you're not in California or Los Angeles area, yeah. I would definitely go to rhinenschmichel.com. Okay, um, that's the best way through e-commerce site and do a custom order. Like there's actual two made available pieces on the site, but the best thing to do is custom order because you can pretty much give me how you grew up, right? Give me some keywords, and I pretty much put that in poetic form and make a piece. Um, that's the best way. Um, but the, if you can come to California, man, make a trip, come to the MTP because it's truly one of a kind of experience. Whether you're visiting just me as a vendor or just Ryan Michael as, as the brand, there's a lot of vendors there. Each vendor has something special, like literally has something
0: special. Well, I appreciate all your time. I, I, I thank you. Hopefully everyone listening out there you know, could uh, to listen to kind of the, the passion that comes from it. and Knowing the idea, I think you said it best, like you knew your creative mind and one thing wasn't working, so you went to the next
1: thing and to the next thing, and you're still kind of even figuring out this, is, and you still have had great success already. I appreciate it, man. It's humbly you want to even talk to me right now. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still amazed, man, but um, like, like you said, to the, anybody listening out there, it's just about, just stay gritty. Yeah. Stay, stay passionate, stay hungry. And be around people who truly have some deaf nourishment to say to as well, man, because we, we, we talked before this uh, the yeah. podcast, like, it's just about giving information, man. Yeah. You know, And being around that positivity helps. Like, you can't be around a, a negative environment and, and sustain to grow. It's, it's almost impossible. Yeah. Right? I, I Plant needs water, sun, <laughs> and some love, man. Well, thanks again, everyone. Thank you, Michael. Uh,
0: please subscribe. Please share and tell your friends, everyone. Much love.